This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for tuning in to the App Show. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo. I've also got Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova, my co-hosts and app experts in with me today. We've got a great show. So much to talk about. Uh, Later on in the program, we'll uh, be giving you uh, the hot uh, streaming shows and uh, movies uh, that are coming to places like Netflix and Amazon. Also, the hot five camera apps for smartphones. Uh, If you love taking pictures, you'll want to stay tuned for that. And uh, an interesting topic coming up uh, later in the program, maybe a little bit morbid, uh, how to set Facebook to auto-delete when you die. (laughs) Uh, I know it sounds a little crazy, but super fascinating. But up now, uh, I've got uh, a great guest on the line. His name is uh, Steve Sauer. He's uh, director over at cybertips.ca. And uh, I want to thank you for coming on the show, Steve. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. Uh, and the reason why is I wanted to talk about Snapchat and specifically Snap Maps. This is something that's been uh, bubbling up in the news over the past few weeks uh, after they uh, updated their app. And for the listeners out there that are over 25 years old, you might not be familiar with Snapchat. It's uh, essentially an app, a social media messaging app that uh, a lot of young people, millennials, uh, are using to uh, send and uh, receive uh, messages and typically these take the form of pictures and, and videos. And what's made it very popular over the past uh, couple of years is that uh, these videos and pictures basically auto delete themselves uh, after uh, I think roughly ten seconds. I think you can actually set that. Uh, so it's kind of like a kind of a little private anonymous way to communicate with uh, friends. They've also been getting into uh, stories as well. You can actually create stories with uh, pictures and, and videos and share. Uh, but what's happened with Snap Maps now that uh, have uh, a few people concerned, and especially parents, is that uh, using the geolocation features of uh, smartphones and the GPS, it's actually showing uh, your friends uh, exactly where you are, right down uh, to the address level. And uh, Steve, this is uh, you know obviously cool for some people, but maybe a little alarming from a privacy uh, standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. From a privacy standpoint, it uh, is a little bit alarming because the people who are utilizing this feature, um, and, and it is an opt-in feature, might not realize that once you opt in, um, it, it it is opting in for sharing that location on stories, but also kind of any time you log on, your your location is, is recorded and, you, and your posts are, are uh, recorded on the Snap Maps. It, it's it's freaky because uh, I I'm I'm trying to use Snapchat just to kind of stay stay with all uh, you know the different apps and social media tools. Uh, but you know I, I looked on my daughter's uh, phone. She showed me uh, you know the Snap Maps feature, uh, and it's her what they call a little action emoji, a little cartoon figure you know that she's uh, helped come up with. And she basically showed me exactly where all of her friends were. Like it was so detailed, like right down to specific home addresses. Yeah, and those uh, action emojis also allow you to kind of show exactly what you're doing or what activity you might be involved in at that given moment too. Um, so it does. It not only displays your location, but also kind of gives the the viewer an idea of of what you're up to and and uh, the the things that you do on a daily basis. Well, you know, for me. I'm concerned because I don't know. I don't want everyone in the world knowing exactly where I am at, you know, 24/7. But uh, you know, for for younger kids and and uh, and, and young teens, uh, you know, from a parent standpoint, um, you know, how do you get that message across to them that this might not be the best thing? Because I think a lot of them don't care. 
Yeah, and, and they might not care, but, but one thing you want to talk to them about is the fact that, that their movements can be tracked by anyone. Um, it, it could be a friend, it could be someone uh, someone they don't know even, depending on how they've set up the app. So it's really important to, to talk to them about, at least, at the very least, about the different options that are available utilizing this uh, this Snap Maps feature. And and talking to them about ghost mode and, and the fact that you can keep your your location private. Um, also, you know, even even uh, making it uh, so that they realize that it might be friends um, or it might be beyond friends who are able to see this. Um, you know, it it's it's really important that that they realize that that tracking is uh, it, it can be maybe not a problem at right now, but it could be a problem in the future too. So you just mentioned ghost mode, and this is uh, something that, uh, you know, I'm recommending to uh, friends and, and parents uh, that are concerned about this. This is uh, a setting inside of Snapchat uh, that allows you to basically turn that feature off. Yeah, absolutely. It keeps the private, the location private so that your Bitmoji or your Actionmoji doesn't appear on the map at all when you're posting. Um, it, you know, it, it allows you that little bit of an anonymity when you're online so that you can still share information or share stories with friends or, or send snaps to friends, but you don't necessarily have to show them exactly where you are or what you're doing. And, uh, you know, it, it keeps them a little bit safer. Um, the, the thing is, you don't know um, who might be trying to track you or, or watch what you're doing, or you know, and there may be some very serious safety concerns there um, from a youth standpoint, or, or really from anyone's standpoint. That uh, you know, if you have uh, someone who is um, you know maybe out to get you or, or you know malicious behavior activity towards you, um, they would be able to figure out maybe some daily patterns of, of the activities that you're doing if you're uh, an avid poster. Do you think we've become desensitized to how trackable we are now? I, I tend to think so, I, and especially the younger generation doesn't realize all of the information that they're putting out there. Um, you know, there, there's a couple apps that I was looking at recently where before you even sign up and, and you go through their terms of service, it basically allows that app provider to utilize your data in any manner they, they see fit and, and pass it on to other third parties without your knowledge. Um, and, and I don't think a lot of people, and especially youth, are reading those terms of service when they sign up for these types of services. And so, you know, the, the amount of information and data that's surrounding you when you're, when you're utilizing any number of apps is, is quite significant. And you don't know in the end how that's going to be used. Definitely uh, something really to be concerned about. Um, you know, I, I think we'll probably be having you on the show much more often as uh, we get more kind of into this whole digital world uh, with social media and messaging. But, you know, what are some quick tips for parents uh, regarding this new Snap Maps feature? Well, I think talking to their kids about the feature, talking to their kids about their use of the app, period. Um, you know, making sure that they are aware of, um, not necessarily as a parent aware who's who their child is communicating with, because as they get older, it's a little bit more difficult, but, but ensuring that the, the child knows that they should only have their friends, people that they know in person on that app when they're communicating with them. 
and then uh, and then just making sure that they have an understanding of how the app works themselves. So so it would even be beneficial for parents to go on and and try the app out, maybe connect with a friend of theirs and and see how it works and. Uh, um, you know, it, it increases their own understanding of what, what their youth could be uh, potentially getting into. Steve, I want to thank you so much for joining us. This is Steve Sauer. He's a director over at cybertips.ca. Uh, and, and just tell us quickly a little bit more about cybertips.ca. So Cybertip is Canada's national tip line for reporting the online sexual exploitation of children. Um, we also provide internet safety and educational resources to parents to help keep their kids safe online. Thanks again for joining us, Steve. Thanks so much for having me. Lots more to talk about in today's program, including how to set Facebook to auto-delete when you die. But before that, we've uh, got some great tips for you. iPhone Tip of the Week. Unleash the power of your iOS device. This week's Tip of the Week is for your iPhone and your iPad, and it's a feature called 3D Touch. Now, this is available on the iPhone 6S, 6S Plus, the iPhone 7, and 7 Plus, as well as the new iPad and iPad Pro models. Now, this is a cool feature. 3D Touch lets you use varying levels of pressure so that you can do more things all the way throughout the iOS operating system. Essentially, the harder you press, it will do different stuff. So our tip of the week is to try pressing just a little harder on your screen at different times. If you're turning on your flashlight, give it a harder press, and you'll get options for low, medium, and bright light. Or if you 3D Touch your text messages, it'll give you the option to start a new message, saving you a bit of time. Finally, if you're typing a message or an email to someone and, say, you've made a typo, you can 3D touch the keyboard. If you hold your finger down as you do, you can move the cursor back to any point in your text, making it easier to fix that mistake. So that is your iPhone tip of the week. 3D touch. Try it out. Thanks, Graham. Still a lot more to come up here on the App Show, including how to auto-delete your Facebook account when you die. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. Mike Agarbo here in studio today. We still have so much more to talk about. If you use your camera on your smartphone, and who doesn't, we've got the Hot 5 camera up, camera apps of the week coming up in a, a little bit. And also, what's streaming on Netflix and Amazon, the hottest new movies and TV shows. We'll give you the lowdown on that as well. And of course, we'll uh, have Graham's crazy app of the week near the end of the program. Now, though, I wanted to uh, talk about Facebook. Two billion active users worldwide Who's not using Facebook? Uh, everyone uh, typically is. But I wanted to maybe take a little more serious tone with it. What happens when you die? What happens to your Facebook account? And uh, how do you uh, you know hand that off or have it auto-delete? On the line, I've uh, got uh, Bettina Mengiaracina from GadgetHacks.com to help us understand. Thanks, Bettina. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Um, it's a really interesting question. You know, like, when is Facebook going to be a digital graveyard? You know, uh, when is it going to be a ghost town? It, so, is, um, it is interesting. I, I saw you wrote an article, and uh, I guess this is something that I, we should probably think about. I use Facebook probably 50 times a day, just checking in on friends and, and family. Uh, mm -hmm. So what happens when you die? Right. Well, it's really up to you. And it's just like you're sorting out your Facebook glass will and testament. So you got to do it beforehand, just like you in any other will. And you really only have two options. You can assign a legacy contact, which is someone who can manage your account after you die. Um, this person cannot post or see your messages. Or you can choose to set up your account to delete automatically the moment Facebook hears you're passing. So after that, no one will ever be able to see your profile again if you go with that option. That, that is interesting. Um, so you can actually have it set up to automatically mm -hmm. delete. 
right. You can. Uh, yeah, so the, I'm assuming some kind of Instagram, uh, not Instagram, Facebook bot, um, maybe hears of your passing within your feed or maybe you have to alert it. Um, but once they hear of it, they shut it down. Okay, so what what do people have to do? Uh, legacy contact. I've heard this before. I, I haven't taken the time to go in and, and actually check it out myself. Obviously, I will after the show. Uh, but what, what where do people have to go to set that up? Okay, so if you're using an iPhone, you want to go to settings and then account settings. And from there, just tap on general. This is all within your Facebook app. Um, so that's just go into your basic settings. Um, and once you're in general, you want to tap on manage account at the bottom. And at this point, you'll be able to adjust your, what I call your when you die settings. So you can assign a legacy contact and you can alert that person. Or you can choose to delete your Facebook automatically. You can't have both options. You can only pick one. So choose wisely. Um, and that's really all there is to it. This is kind of interesting. So if you're not going to delete it, the legacy contact, uh, say, for example, in my case, uh, maybe my wife, uh, when I mm-hmm. die, she she's going to get alerted and be able to take over my Facebook account? Um, well... I would think that she would know that you've passed. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so at that moment, she would probably um, alert Facebook herself. Yes. Um, Or maybe, you know, maybe some kind of bot too that everyone's saying, like, I'm so sorry for your passing or something like that. Uh, And then she would automatically be able to take over. And, um, yeah, so what happens then? Like, does the Facebook account live on? I guess that would be up to your legacy contact. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they can't, they can't post for you. Yeah. They can't go through your messages. So really, they can only respond to friend requests, um, update your pictures, maybe uh, like pin a post to the top, things like that. So it's pretty limited. Um, but it's really up to them. If they want, they could just let it sit there, you know? Well, uh, interesting times that we live in. Uh, not only do we have to worry yeah. about our, our, our wills, but now we have to worry about our Facebook account as well when we die. Digital wills, Did- exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's not only Facebook. You got Instagram, you got Pinterest. You'll just see a bunch of Pinterest zombies um, well, going around. Yeah. Well, Bettina, I think we'll probably have to have you on the show again to go through all the uh, death rituals for all the different <laughs> social media <laughs> accounts. But. <laughs> but Bettina, where can people find out more? Inf- where uh, where can people find out more information about you? So you want to go to gadgethacks dot com, or you could check us out on Instagram at gadgethacks. That's H A X, or you can also follow me at b three t dot t i n a on Instagram. So speaking of Facebook, uh, guys, uh, it uh, it's announced uh, that Facebook's testing ads on their Messenger app globally. Christine, what are the uh, implications of this? So this is an interesting thing because we all have these ad blockers on our browsers, but then we're, you know, downloading all of these social media apps and they're constantly marketing to us. And it's coming in the guise of content as opposed to an ad. This is kind of uh, uh, fascinating from a business perspective. And, And the reason why we've seen companies like Facebook pay billions and billions of dollars for messaging apps like WhatsApp, or WhatsApp, um, you know, obviously they want the users, but I think they recognize that it's really hard to block advertising in messaging apps. What about Android, Christina? Well, Android has some ad blocking 
apps that are available, but they mostly block things like pop-ups in your apps. So, uh, you know, apps like Facebook and Facebook Messenger, where it looks like content, you really can't do much about that. So we're screwed. We basically, when we're using our messaging apps, we have to watch advertising now. Well, I mean, it's going that way right now, but these things are changing by the minute. So who knows? Got a lot more to talk about on the app show today. Coming up after the break, we're going to go through our Hot 5, and it's going to be Hot 5 camera apps, so you really want to stay tuned for that. We've got some really, really cool ones. Hot Smartphone of the Week, we've got AJ coming in to talk about the OnePlus 5, and he's going to give his review of it. And uh, later on in the program, uh, some of the uh, great streaming movies and TV shows on Netflix, Netflix, Amazon, and Crave TV. But before we hit the break and the next segments, let's find out how to make Android work for you. Hi, this is Daniel Bader with Mobile Nations, and this is the Android tip of the week. So if you have a new phone running Android, specifically Android 7 or above, there's a really handy new feature if you like to multitask. If you use a lot of apps and you like to switch between them really quickly, all you need to do is press the multitasking button twice very quickly together, and you'll go from the app you're in to the app you were just in before. And if I'm, you know, trying to reference a web page and I'm trying to enter something into a notes app or I'm trying to text a little bit of information to my wife or a friend, it's really handy just to be able to double tap that multitasking button and switch between them uh, really quickly. It works on every phone. doesn't matter if you're running a Samsung or a Google Pixel. It all works the same way, and it's an amazing feature that not everybody knows about. When we come back from the break, it's the Hot 5 of the week, and this week it's Hot 5 Camera Apps. Stay tuned. You are back with the App Show. So much more to talk about, including streaming releases this week on apps like Netflix and Amazon. You'll want to stay tuned for that. There's a lot of cool content uh, coming your way. And, of course, Travel App of the Week, uh, sponsored by Always On Wireless at uh, the end of the show. But now we uh, want to get to the Hot 5. The Weekly App Hot five. And Christina, this week it is hot five camera apps. And uh, I love this because I use my camera app all the time. And I know there are literally thousands of other camera apps out there. So what do you got? I have to start with motion stills. If you have uh, an iPhone, you probably have used Apple Live Photos, but of course you have to tap on those to bring them to life. Motion Stills helps you bring those to life so you can turn them into things like GIFs or edit them together into movies. Very cool. What's next? Next, we have Halide. This is another app for iPhone, and it actually gives you some advanced features that you can't access on the iPhone's regular camera app. Things like peaking, so you can see what part of your photos are most in focus. So for people that want to take more control of uh, the actual camera on their smartphone, this uh, would let them do that? Yeah, it basically turns it into a DSLR. Very cool. Next. Next, we have ViscoCam. And ViscoCam is interesting because aside from offering you some photo editing, it also has a community attached to it, which is pretty cool. And so what, what does that, why does that make that better? Well, you get to, you know, see other people's photos as well as share your own, which is always interesting and inspiring. 
<laughs> I guess that's the key word, inspiring, because I'm sure mine are pretty crappy <laughs> compared to a lot of other people's out there. I'm sure you take some inspiring photos. Uh, and how do you spell Visco? V-S-C-O. Cool. What's the next one? The next one is Camera Plus. Now, this is one of the original camera apps for iPhone. And again, it gives you some advanced features to your iPhone, which is great things like photo flashlight. So you can actually fill your image with a continuous light. This is interesting. Uh, Like you said, this is one of kind of the first really good uh, apps that are available to, to really take advantage of uh, the iPhone uh, camera. And they had all sorts of different, uh, you know, tweaks and, and filters and stuff you could use as well. Yeah, it's a pretty cool app. And finally, app of the week, Hot 5. App of the week this week is After Focus. Now, this is actually a photo editing app. Your iPhone takes amazing photos, but one thing that it can't do is, you know, get that nice out of focus background so that you can highlight your foreground. And you can do this actually with After Focus. It's a little bit like finger painting. You just need to paint the area that you'd like to defocus. And there you go. I love that because I'm always so jealous of the DSLR photos I, I, I see because, you know, you've got the, the person in the foreground, which you want to be focused, uh, and then it's got that soft blur behind them, and it just makes the, the photo pop. So, uh, you know, that is obviously a, a great app for someone who wants that uh, DSLR look to their uh, photos. And, and, and is it pretty easy to use? Oh, my God, it's so easy. Like I said, it's like finger painting. Thank you. That was the Hot 5 Camera Apps of the Week. And uh, talking about uh, cameras and smartphones, there's a cool new one uh, out on the market, and we're going to learn about it. On the line, I've got my good friend and smartphone expert, AJ Vickery. Thanks for uh, joining us on the show today. You bet. Uh, So we want to look at an Android phone, uh, the OnePlus 5. Tell our listeners about the company itself, uh, because I don't think a lot of people know what that company is. Well, you know, they really don't because these guys are fairly new to the uh, scene, but uh, they've been growing very quickly, and it is uh, a phone that comes out of Asia, and you're not going to see it in your average retail store, but these guys are making a huge splash because they came off the market, and they wanted to build a premium phone, and what I mean by that is all the premium components, uh, but not at a premium price, so you can actually find these phones that sometimes is close to half, at what you'd be paying for some of the higher-end phones from like Samsung or even the iPhone. When they first came out, everyone was pretty excited about uh, that that value there, and it was almost next to impossible to even get the phones. It was, and they sort of created this, you know, they did a lot of marketing online, and they created this almost like sort of cult following where, where the people who did find out about it got really into it, and that's been building and building and building to the point now where they do sell out very quickly and they're really they only do pop-up stores in sort of like key cities around the world but of course you can order them online but you do have to get in line so tell us about uh the one plus five and you've been using this phone for uh, a few weeks I have, and this is the re- the most recent launch from the guys at OnePlus, the OnePlus 5, and it, it is an absolutely beautiful phone once again. They, they, what they do is they, they listen to 
um, the, uh, the people that are buying their phones in each generation of the phone, they take all that feedback and they put it back into the phone. So with the OnePlus 5, uh, the, you know, some of the stuff about it right off the bat are the mind-blowing specs. I mean, first of all, you know, the, the version that I got came with 8 gigs of RAM and a 128-gigabyte storage space on it. So right, right out of the gate, um, it's got incredible specs that you really don't see even in some of the most premium phones. On top of that, they're using the highest-end processor that's available today, so this one with the Qualcomm Snapdragon 835. And um, I want to talk a little bit about the cameras as well, because the one thing, you know, sometimes they say, you know, imitation is the best form of flattery. You know, a lot of times OnePlus has been compared to other phones, and with the OnePlus 5, they did something very similar to Apple, where they put the two lenses on the rear of the camera, but you get amazing uh, pictures, and they use some technology together there that allows you to do some very cool things. In particular, that sort of that bouquet mode, the portrait mode that allows you to create that depth of field that you usually only see in like cameras with SLR. But the cameras on the back, um, one, as I said, telephoto lens, 20 megapixel, and then the main camera is a 16 megapixel, and both of these cameras um, are using a Sony sensor. You've tried a lot of Android phones, typically, uh, and we work together. Uh, when any of these uh, cool Android phones come in the office, you get your hands on them uh, right away. How does this stack up compared to the others out there? Well, absolutely. So the one thing that I've noticed, especially from a lot of the uh, phones that have come out um, to compete against things like, you know, the Samsung, which is kind of like the leader, I think, in the Android phones, um, I, I've found that this phone really holds up in sort of its design and style and feel. But again, because of the power and the processing that are built into this thing, right away, the first thing I know is just how fast it is, how responsive it is to the touch that's built into it. And also, uh, when you get into some of these applications, how quickly they actually work. And, and honestly, I think that's the, one of the most important things about using a smartphone is you don't want to have it laggy. You know, you don't want to have the applications that are running slow. You want it to act quickly. And there's no reason why in today's generation of fast processors, you can't have that. OnePlus has stepped up and came to the table with a phone that does just that. So you give it a thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for joining us, AJ. Absolutely, Mike. AJ Vickery, you can also uh, see him on our uh, Get Connected TV show that uh, we also find some time to put together. And uh, he's also a, a smartphone uh, expert and enthusiast. Thanks again for tuning in to the App Show. We're excited uh, for this program. We're fairly uh, new, and uh, you can find out more information about us at our website, appshowradio.com. There's a link there to our Facebook page where you can actually interact with us. We'd love to hear what you think of uh, the apps and app news that we've uh, spoke about on the uh, program. And if you've got some recommendations on some cool apps that uh, we could uh, chat about, we would love to hear from you. Again, appshowradio.com or visit our Facebook page uh, as well. Still lots more to cover. We're going to be telling you about the latest movies and TV shows on the streaming services like Netflix. Also, Travel App of the Week uh, coming up a bit later. But first... Streaming This Week. This week's streaming app of the week is Nico Nico, and it launched this week on Nintendo Switch. It's actually the first video streaming app for the device. Now, this is a live video streaming app that streams over Wi-Fi, and it's usually used for game events and announcements. So if you've got a family member or friend who is a gamer and they've got a Nintendo Switch, they're going to want this app. It's unique because instead of putting the comments below the video, it actually puts them right on the video, giving the watching experience a much more organic feel. Now, you have to have a a Japanese Nintendo Switch account to download this, but they're actually quite easy to set up, and NikoNiko is available for free. It's available now, so NikoNiko is this week's Streaming App of the Week.
Thanks, Graham. And now it's entertainment time. Find out uh, what's happening uh, online. Streaming this week. And this is the segment where we tell you what's hot on the popular streaming services, starting with Netflix. Number one, Friends with Benefits. I just feel like we should chill for a while. I think we should take a break. You're breaking up with me? It's not you. Of course it's me. It's me. I don't like you anymore. This is a rom-com with Mila Kunis and Justin Timberlake about two friends who try to take their relationship to the next level without emotional attachment. What do we got next? Number two is Blues Brothers. Well, yeah. Well, me and the Lord, we got an understanding. We're on a mission from God. <laughs> oh my God, this is one of my favorite movies uh, from the 80s. Stan Aykroyd, John Belushi, uh, just uh, a classic. Some awesome uh, singing and music and just a fun movie uh, overall. What do we got next on Netflix? Uh, Number three is Chasing Coral. Most people stare up into space with wonder. Yet we have this almost alien world on our own planet. So this is a, a documentary that I think is obviously going to be near and dear to your heart because you are a scuba diver. Yes, I love being under the water and coral obviously is one of the most fascinating things down there. So this is a documentary about disappearing coral reefs. And what we can do about it? Hopefully. What do we got next? Number four is Jack Reacher, Never Go Back. Two things are going to happen in the next 90 seconds. Excuse me. First, that phone over there is going to ring. Second, you're going to be wearing these cuffs on your way to prison. (laughs) Well, that is one magnificent prophecy, Mr. Reacher. (laughs) What do we got on Amazon this week, uh, Christina? Just one for Amazon this week, Mr. Robot Season 2. Remember the night of the hack? Remember what happened to you? All I remember is I woke up three days later. So this is a a super interesting uh, series. And again, it's on Amazon Prime Video. If you've got an Amazon Prime account, uh, a lot of people don't know this. Uh, You actually have access to Amazon Prime Video, which is kind of like a a Netflix uh, streaming service with tons of movies and TV shows. And obviously, uh, Mr. Robot here is uh, one of them. Uh, I believe uh, the USA Network uh, uh, produces this, uh, but again, available on Amazon. Uh, What else we uh, got up here, Christina? We've got Crave TV new releases starting with The Night Of. Explain to me what I'm not understanding. It looks like I killed her, I know that. This was uh, an intense uh, series, HBO series. uh, You know, obviously if you have Crave TV, uh, you have to watch this. This is a must watch. It was one of my favorite uh, miniseries uh, this year. Yeah, I was hooked quickly on that one for sure. And uh, finally, uh, see if we can get people to guess uh, what week it is here. You guessed right if you said Shark Week. And where can people (laughs) see Shark Week? On Crave TV, 17 documentaries about sharks. Something I also love seeing under the water. Ah, it's funny. Uh, you know, the Discovery Channel came out uh, with this whole kind of event uh, series. They've done very well with it. And, uh, you know, if you don't have cable TV, obviously, uh, it's great that you can pick it up uh, streaming now.
Yeah, and sharks are an important part of the marine ecosystem, so get to know them a little better. They're not as bad as everyone thinks. That was streaming this week. Each week we'll uh, try to give you the lowdown on some of the more popular TV shows and movies coming to the streaming services. Uh, the whole TV world's changing and more and more people are uh, cutting the cord or adding these online uh, streaming services like Netflix, Crave TV, and uh, Amazon. So uh, we'll try to uh, keep you uh, on top of uh, all of that. Next up, we've got some uh, fun stuff here with Graham. I'm Graham Williams, and this is your crazy app of the week. If you've ever felt that you're getting a little too pleased with yourself or you want to check your ego, this week's Crazy App of the Week is for you. It's called The Idiot Test. And while the name might not be too flattering, it does live up to the label. So when you fire the app up, it puts a big red button in front of you with the instruction to read the questions carefully. The first test is always the same. It puts three big green buttons in front of you, reading, press the buttons from left to right, but it's after that when things get hard, with the game throwing logic, math, and written comprehension questions at you with no context and no explanation. If you read the questions carefully and you take the time to think about how you want to react, you might go far in the game. But if you rush things, you'll cut your time short. There's only one uh, change in the, the sorry. There's only one chance in the idiot test. So if you're wrong, you lose and you start again. And to add insult to injury, the game will then compare your intelligence to something based on how many questions you can answer. I got used to be calling a worm or a rat quite a few times. So that's the idiot test, and it's this week's crazy app of the week. Still more apps to talk about when we come back from the break. Travel app of the week with Christina. You'll want to stay tuned for this one. You are back with the app show. We've got a little bit of time left. Don't forget you can hit our website if you want to find out more about what's happening. It links directly uh, to our Facebook page as well where you can interact with us. And give us your thoughts on some of the apps that we talk about on the show. And if you've uh, got some recommendations, we would love to hear from you as well. Uh, Again, the website uh, is appshowradio.com. So uh, please check it out. So it's uh, near the end of the show. It's that time for our special travel app. Travel app of the week brought to you by Always Online Wireless. Prepaid SIM cards for international travelers. Get yours at alwaysonlinewireless.com. This week we have an app for overpackers. It's called Packpoint Packing List Companion. Sorry, say that again. (laughs) Packpoint. Just search Packpoint. You'll find it. Okay. And so what does this do? It helps you build packing lists, which is fantastic for someone like me who likes to bring everything but the kitchen sink. You know, this is actually uh, something I I could probably find helpful. I'm pretty good at packing myself, but if I'm with my family, uh, you know, my wife and uh, some of my my teenagers, uh, people, and because there's so much chaos going on, someone always forgets something and we get there and we're like, oh. Uh, So obviously uh, having this app, you could just kind of start listing out everything you need. That's right. And you can actually list it by activity as well. So you can check off activities you're going to be doing at the beginning of your packing and it will build your entire list based on what you're planning on doing at your destination. So if I was scuba diving or salsa dancing uh, or wanted to do that, I could put that in as uh, subheadings and then create lists under that? Uh, Yeah, it actually has some tiles around, you know, the activities. Um, But you've just piqued my interest. Salsa dancing? Is this something you do? Oh, it's huge, Christina. But, uh, you know, we'll talk about that on another show. Uh, Where can people (laughs) get this app and the name uh, and what platforms? It's PackPoint and it's free on the Google Play Store as well as the App Store on iOS. Thanks, Christina. Thanks again for joining us on the App Show. I want to thank Graham Williams and Christina Stoyanova, my co-hosts and producers, for helping me put this all together. I'm Mike Agarbo for the App Show. We'll see you again next time. Vancouver's News. Vancouver's Talk. This 
is News Talk 980 CKNW.